The preseason is in the books, and with the deadline for cuts looming, big decisions are happening across the league. We're reacting to the latest today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. We'd like to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the app you got to download. You can create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It has begun, Joe. Hence it is the, time. Hence the, the right-hand third here. Uh, it, it, it is time. The league uh, cutdowns are tomorrow, what, 4 o'clock? 4 o'clock Eastern. We're going to come down to the wire on... A number of storylines. We still have a number of potentially $30 million contract extensions for all pro defensive linemen <laughs> and Chris Jones and Nick Bosa that's lingering. Um, there, there was a Dolphins interior defensive lineman that signed a contract extension that was not the one that everybody has been sitting here waiting for as well. You have sh- cuts that have already started across the league. You have trades that are happening. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are kiss stealing, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, trading everybody under the sun as we get ready to start the season here. Traded for a quarterback. Just odd times among us, but this is the craziness that the start of the league calendar year always brings. And it's our first year where there's one wave of cuts as opposed to right. two or sometimes in years past three, one wave of cuts. And so this is unprecedented times here as we navigate this and of course it'll be a big topic today and probably tomorrow um one of my big thoughts here coming out of this preseason being over i would be so mad if i were a team that had to play on sunday night i mean you had teams that wrapped up their preseason on thursday yeah like what they get all that extra runway to assess their roster to assess their injuries to position themselves to make these final decisions days before their other teams. I it, I mean, I would not be happy if I was a team that had to play Sunday. So case in point on Saturday, Carolina cut CJ Saunders, bumper pool, Rajon Wright, Antoine Jackson, Colin Duncan, Jake Luton, Cameron peoples, Josh Thomas, Larnell Coleman, Gary Gent. Like they did like, I don't want to say that's a third of their cut. I don't want to do the math off the top. Oh, of my head. yeah. You know, but the Saints are getting here prepping to play a football game. <laughs> and Carolina, a team in the division, is a third of the way through their cuts. And Carolina made their cuts more than 24 hours before New Orleans even played their game, yeah. let alone evaluates does somebody get banged up in the game? Do we have to do injury settlements? Do we who who with the game tape? Then you review the game tape. 
how did everybody look? I agree with you. It's uh it's kind of a stinky situation for teams that have to play three days later uh, with the cut down window so tight to it, too. Rap, everybody plays on Thursday. Then you let college football have the weekend. Ooh. You know what I mean? You're you're everything is nice. You don't have the buy between the preseason. And week about, one, you just have nice 10 days Thursday or Friday, just because selfishly, I'd like to get another day of preseason football. Oh, well, I, I just want to get it all out of the way and move on. Give every team two bye weeks. I don't know. I feel like some of these scheduling things are easy to fix, but um, what might not be easy to fix is Trey Lance, who is now uh Dallas Cowboys Damn, quarterback. Trey Lance traded for a fourth round pick. Oh, well, we're talking quarterbacks, right? Yeah. How about these three rookies? Just real real quick. All three of the top five picks have been named the starting quarterback for their respective teams. Pretty Did you think that was going to happen? Yeah. But really? it's week one fixed. starters? Yeah. I think I didn't think there was any question um with CJ Stroud. And then Bryce, they put their flag in the ground, what, in like June? Yeah, it was quick. They they didn't mess around. And then with Richardson, it's been trending that way for a while. And I know um, we had some discussions about the value of Gardner Minshew, but I he needs the reps, right? So for them, I think it, it is wise to send him out there to get the reps. So, yeah. Yeah. All- so there, you know, the new the new era start. Uh, Bryce Young played a lot better in his last preseason game, by the way. That was good to see some growth there. Mm-hmm. So needed that. But Trey Lance, a Dallas Cowboy. Um, we knew it was going to happen, right? We talked about it end of last week. There's no reason to make sure that your third quarterback on your depth chart remains the biggest story in town. Move on, right? And certainly they deserve all the tomatoes thrown at them for flopping on the trade, but I think they deserve some credit for moving on. And um, hopefully for Trey Lance, this winds up being a, a positive situation for him with the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, Dak Prescott, the starter, but Dak's certainly had, a, it feels like, some sort of injury every year. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Trey Lance play at some point. It's probably a big ask for him to enter this new situation, learn an offense, get acclimated with his teammates and be able to execute, but it's a fresh start for him. And I think it's probably what he needed. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I, I think I probably would be even more excited if Kellen Moore was still here. Right. Think about the aggressiveness of that offense, the verticality of that offense with Trey, um, but I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I appreciate from Dallas's standpoint, a fourth-round draft selection is what got this done, right? And you find meaningful NFL players and, and valuable NFL contributors at that stage of the draft, and as you do intermittently in just about, what, every pick slot. You know anybody good that got drafted like 199th overall? No. It's just like a random Luke, example. Luke Falk, if I'm not mistaken, was 199? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good call. Um, but from a positional value, there's a lot worse ways that you can spend a fourth round pick than the dice roll on Trey Lance to bring him into your program 
you're presumably not looking at fifth year option money anyway. So like probably like a very cheap contract extension. I would expect that's going to be in the cards because of what they traded for him. But with his athletic tools, what he was supposed to be before it's a gamble. I think that's well worth taking. I think investing in quarterbacks is always kind of a good idea, right? Like, and right. there's a trend. I, th- I think Brock Purdy's going to get so many guys drafted, right? It, it, we've already started to see it happen that last year. Ron Clifford, get... QB2 of the Green Bay Packers, Joe. Dude, this stuff is happening, man. Tyson Bajan, QB2 for the Chicago Dude. Bears. Like, Bajan just in, invest in these quarterbacks, right? And instead of having this revolving door situation where you try to find some guy on a one-year deal every single year to be your backup, well, why don't you just draft one and see, right? And you, can, you can have him for three or four years and – Cost control, not, not pay him really anything because it's a day three pick, right? And the weight scale is locked, it's not position scale, right? And maybe they're Jalen Hurts, or maybe they're Brock Purdy, or you know what I mean? Or maybe you just get yourself an answer there. It's just not a bad idea to invest. So, so are you telling me you're a prescriber of draft a quarterback every year, no matter what your some no, no, not every year, but I think you should you should do it with enough frequency that gives yourself a chance to fall into some of this magic, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't draft them, it never happens. Right. And I think we're seeing enough of it happen to make it interesting to me, not to mention just quarterbacks and where where they start at now. Right. Based on the way that high school football is played, college football is played, the seven on sevens, all that stuff just positions them to be able to execute. And um, it's, it's just better. It's just better now. So um, look, speaking of, drafting uh check out underdog fantasy folks august is here you know what that means it's the official start of fantasy football drafting month so get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy folks underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and it's the best place to play best ball all you do is one live snake draft that's it there's no waivers no trades and then underdog sets your best lineup every week You can try it out now with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, which is the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back again this year, and it's even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. And folks, last year, the team that won, they drafted their team in July, so there's no reason to wait around. So visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled. Up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Seems like a good deal. I'd do it. Best part about that is you don't have to, like, set your lineup. You just do one draft. They put the best players in for you. No waivers, no trades. Right. Best balls. Money on the line. Um, Let's talk about the Cardinals, who did some stuff over the last four days or so. They traded former top 10 overall selection, Isaiah Simmons, to the New York Giants for a seventh-round pick. I want to ask you a question. Was there any team in the league that should not have been interested in Isaiah Simmons for the price of a seventh-round draft selection? Ones that don't know what to do with him. But I'll say this. there's the, the salary that you absorb there is worth mentioning, right? You're only giving away a seventh-round pick. But you're taking on some salary there, just like Hold with the Trey Lance deal. They took on nine million over the next two years to have Trey Lance. It's right. a pretty healthy price tag for a backup quarterback. Isaiah Simmons 
is going to receive $1.01 million in cash this year for, to play for the Giants. $1 million. Okay. That's what about next year? That's it. I mean, this is the fourth year. Oh, okay. so then it's good. It's not, it's not rookie contract. That's interesting. That's the, how nice that thing about the, that's the nice thing about the rookie contracts, right? Is um, Simmons signed a four-year, $20.6 million contract with a $12.5 million signing bonus. So this was a fully guaranteed contract. But and there's only got, 1 million bucks left? He got 60% wow. of the money up front as the signing bonus for his first four years. I don't think that's normal, is it? I couldn't tell you off the top of my wow. head. Wow. Well, that's good value for, for the Giants. So if the if the price was $1.01 million for a seventh-round pick for Isaiah Simmons on a one-year deal and a contract year, I'm take you want a six? Sure. You know, and and like it it finally felt like last year they got some traction with Isaiah Simmons. Played him in slot. And then they move on. Now it, it's a part of this kind of slew of moves, and maybe not maybe the regime that's there didn't pick Isaiah Simmons. He's mm-hmm. in a contract year. They didn't exercise the fifth year option. So they're probably saying, we're not bringing him back. He doesn't fit the mold of what we're going to want to do based off of the new GM that's there. It's Monty Austin Ford, right? Mm-hmm. I'm remembering that correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see what Jonathan Gannon does. But at the end of the day, if he doesn't fit you ideologically, you didn't pick him. He's in a contract year. You want to get something? Okay, fine. Best you get is a seven? Okay, fine. But if I were the other teams across the league and I found out that was the price and I didn't get a phone call, I'd be mad. I'd be calling up Monty. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great return. And and for a team like Arizona, you, why wouldn't you just want to keep him and find out? A defensive-minded head coach, it feels like you could have a plan for him and see what exists there for you. Um, it's, a, it's a diminishing return. I understand all the variables in place, but it felt like he did have some traction. I mean, you saw Jonathan Gannon utilize Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in that you know, hybrid slot-type role that I think would be good for Isaiah Simmons. You right. need all the young, meaningful talent that you can get. I mean, you you may have, if you didn't really want to keep him, like play him and, and see if he gets a big deal and you might get a comp pick. I don't know. I don't, it's just. Yeah, that's an interesting point. You might've got a better comp pick out of it. Maybe. Depending you just on what have you to do. wait. You just have to wait a year. You'd have yeah. to wait 12 months. Um, I do have some seller's remorse on this Josh Jones deal though. Josh Jones, offensive tackle, former, I believe, third round selection out of the University of Houston. Mm-hmm. Played meaningful football for them last year. Played for pretty well. Jones and a seven to the Texans for a five. A five in this economy? Yeah. With these offensive linemen that I see trotting out here in the preseason on a weekly basis? For a guy that played decent as a starting tackle last year? Right. That to me, even more so than the Josh Dobbs deal and the Isaiah Simmons deal, this is the one for me that I'd be a little disheartened with the ROI if I'm Arizona for Josh Jones, because I thought that was the one with the scarcity of the position and the fact that he played mildly good football last year. Yeah. Everybody's looking for tackle depth. Everybody. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, obviously drafted Paris Johnson first round. They have DJ Humphreys. They have Calvin Beecham. If it's, I guess he's an expendable player, but uh, 
maybe he could be an asset for your offensive line. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes I just like to keep the keep the player. I mean, just moving on, right? It's just you want your fingerprints on the operation. You didn't draft this guy. You weren't. He's not part of your plan. You spent the last six months around him. Move on. So, Joe, I guess here's my question with the Josh Jones uh, trade and what Arizona is doing right now. You talked about wanting to have your fingerprints on the program, right? They obviously had their heavy hitting fish as far as jump starting this process last year when they traded out of the number three overall spot, right? Mm-hmm. What is the incentive to make this work with Buda Baker right now? If you're doing this, mm. if, you, if you're re, if you're really going to do it and you're letting Isaiah Simmons go for a seven and you got a 26 year old offensive tackle who was play, played respectable football for you last year in a contract year, who's owed $2.7 million in cash this year. Like you're not really saving a ton of cash to make that move for a five. And now like, What's the incentive to make it work with Buda Baker? I think it's a great question. And that was our concern with Buda Baker all along. Staying there when this all came out several months ago was, can they really make it matter during his prime? Like if you're stockpiling asset, that was probably one of your most meaningful assets. And you wound up just cutting Hopkins. Yeah, it's weird, Kyle. That's a good point to bring up in my opinion. And didn't they didn't they rework this contract? Yeah, they did. No, they they gave him a little bump. Yeah, it happened. They resolved it. I'm si- I'm sitting here looking at him, and he's I mean he's he's got a void year in 2024. What is going on? Yeah. They. Okay, we're not going to get that dive into the Buda Baker contract right now, but right now you're looking at if you were to deal him. You'd save $13, $14 million in, in cap space that you could then roll over to next year. So is this a guy to keep an eye on here? Uh, I don't know if it start is. Because, six and... I don't know if it is because they gave him a bump, but like I would trade him. But but I guess the question is if if you're getting a five for Josh Jones and you have to send a seven back and you got a seven for Isaiah Simmons, what do your trade negotiations look like right now? Maybe that's part of the problem. Mm. I thought like a good value during the draft, but I, I think it's fair to bring up some questions here about this. So, I mean, it, it's obviously it's very early for, for Austin Fort in this group, and we'll, we'll see what it continues to look like for here. I agree with you. They got good value in the draft. Um, but with the direction of the team, I'd probably be revisiting Buddhist status, although I don't know that they will because they decided and committed to paying more money. Well, folks are all very excited. The NFL season is getting ready to start. Maybe you want to go to some games this year. Well, if you do, check out Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events, it shouldn't be stressful, but you know what? Sometimes it is. Game Time is here for you. It is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They've got killer deals on last-minute tickets, the best price guarantee, and with all of that, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting excited for the fun you're going to have. I love this app. It's awesome. They have flash deals, last-minute tickets, like I mentioned. How cool is it? There's there's images of the seat view, so you can get a look at what you can expect when you get to the venue. They've got bright, great prices. The app is easy to navigate. 
and they send the tickets right to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails. It's very simple, very functional, very practical. So check it out and snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So we wanted to make sure that we prioritized like the meat and potatoes team building stuff. And, and obviously the Trey Lance deal accomplishes that Arizona is such a fascinating study for what they're going to be this year because of where they're at in their own team building process. We got a lot of other stuff yeah, too that um, are transactions that have already happened. But Joe, I also have, an opportunity to put you on the spot. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take a walk through memory lane with you. I don't like this already. I have no idea what this is, but I, I like have the NFL transactions wire up. Okay. And there's some names that have been cut. Okay. And I want to say the name. And okay. I want your immediate reaction to finding out. Oh, you know me, an immediate re- uh, This is just uncovering just the, no, just the ghosts of the past here. Right. Yeah, because you and I have spent a decade in the draft space together, and there's a lot of names on here that I recognize that I I thought you would recognize as well and okay. kind of have a retrospect on what this player and, and their pathway has become versus what we expected it might be. So, like, case in point, Chicago cut Alex Leatherwood, former offensive lineman for the Las Vegas Raiders, drafted in the first round. Your reaction to the name Alex Leatherwood on the cut white a waiver wire? It ain't gonna happen for Alex Leatherwood, folks. Raiders yeah. need O line help. Couldn't be an answer there. Same with the Bears. I don't think he's a, a viable option. Uh, we have Emil Ekior cut mm. by the Indianapolis Colts. I thought his tape was better than this, but he went UDFA and had some versatility, snapped at the senior bowl. Couldn't stick. Uh, Let's see here. We have Breland Speaks cut by the San Francisco 49ers. Was that Brett Veach's first draft pick? I don't know if it was or not. He was was the first pick of that draft class for them. This guy. This guy winds up being one of the the best GMs in the league, but he that first draft was real weird. And Breland speaks was like like a lineberg wind up converting to like a stand up type player. Really strange situation, yeah. but uh, Taco Charlton cut by San Francisco 49ers. Um, ain't gonna happen. It's Muhammad a- Muhammad Ibrahim cut by the Lions. Mm, uh. You hate that he had the age and injury concerns. I think that makes him less desirable. We have Terrell Basham cut by the Bengals. Yeah, they they've got some nice edge depth there. He, but I I think he he's rosterable. I think for somebody. I think I might have had one more. Uh, yeah. Here's it's it's one more, and it is going to transition us into another trade. The Cleveland Browns traded Pierre Strong Jr. running back out of South Dakota State to the Patriots. Other way, yeah. The New England Patriots traded Pierre Strong. It just has the Browns name next to him and traded. So that's why I said it that way. 
Patriots traded Pierre Strong Jr. running back South Dakota State to the Cleveland Browns in return for offensive tackle Tyrone Wheatley Jr., one of two trades that the New England Patriots have made this weekend for offensive tackles. It's interesting. The Browns' backup running back situation is interesting, right? They had Kareem Hunt for a while, but I think a lot of people thought it would be Jerome Ford kind of stepping into this role, but now they've added Pierre Strong, an explosive player. Interesting to see how things sort out behind Mr. Nick Chubb. What else we got? I thought you would mention Anthony Schwartz. I was waiting for it the whole time when you started talking about cuts. Third rounder. Yeah. You got to do more than just run fast. You know what I mean? Right. I, I almost fast. mentioned Tease Tabor, too. Oh, that, well, you know what? You got to also run fast. That's helpful to, <laughs> to run fast. If, if you combine wide receiver Anthony Schwartz with cornerback Tease Tabor, <laughs> make a really interesting player. Um, so, yeah, the, a lot of interesting cuts. Sad to see James Robinson get cut by the Giants. I I don't know, man. I, he he just never came back from that injury. He was off to and, such a nice start. Well, and you you talk about having to run fast. He already ran four six six before the Achilles. Not good. It's hard. And for big back too, yeah. Be able being able to get your burst back is like two hundred twenty two hundred thirty pound back is tough. I like um Kevin Dotson going to the Rams. I think that's a nice move for them. Kevin Dotson is a top blank offensive lineman. On the Rams roster. Right oh, now. wow. <laughs> so, Havenstein, Allen, those guys are definitely better than him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Who knows how good Logan Bruss is? Does anybody have any idea? Uh, Steve Avila, I like. Playing okay. a tackle. Logan Bruss. Tackle? Oh, yeah. That's the weirdest Logan thing Bruss going right. Playing a tackle is so strange to me. He's probably their sixth best offensive lineman. Kevin Knotts, so, maybe fifth. I would put. Obviously, having seen next to nothing of Steve Avila. Right. I put haven't seen in front of him. I put Brian Allen in front of him. I would presume, based off of Avila and his tape at TCU, that, that Avila is better than him. Yeah. I've got no clue what, what Logan Bruss is or is not. I don't think it's going to happen for Joe Noteboom. Woo. Okay. I, th- I think he's the fourth. I think Kevin Dotson's the fourth best offensive lineman on this roster. It's a nice move for them. Nice Very move nice. for them. We got to talk Zach Sealer, man. Mm. Good deal for Steel. the Dolphins. Steel. I saw this man. This is this guy is a, a playoff touchdown scorer, Zach Sealer. Okay, let's let's not just boil him down to that. Well, I just that was the lasting memory that I have of Zach Sealer who's scooping and scoring. Zach, um, Ozzie Newsom's last draft pick. Was is, he really? Yes. Oh, that's a fun fact. Ozzie Newsom's last draft pick in Baltimore. He he didn't make the 53, got called up in November, was cut from Baltimore in 2019, less than a month later. Miami picks him up off waivers during that teardown season. And he was like the second or third best defensive lineman on the roster immediately as a former like seventh round pick. 238 overall for Zach Sealer. And his development has been really, really fun. Did you do you do you have any idea what Zach Sealer's athletic profile is? by the way, like his pre-draft pro day numbers and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I'm assuming it's pretty good based on the way he plays. So Zach Sealer is six, three and three, six, five and three quarters, 290 pounds, or at least this was at the Ferris state pro day back in 2018. He ran a four, eight, four, 290 yeah. pounds. Okay. He ran a seven, one, four, three cone drill at 290 pounds. 
he had a nine foot ten inch standing broad jump at two hundred ninety pounds and six foot six, and he did thirty one bench press reps with thirty three and three quarter inch arms. Guy's a specimen. Those are the dudes who draft late. Heck yeah, every time. Yeah, because this this is what can happen, and for them to get him the the base pay of this is less than thirty one million dollars across three new seasons. Now, with the incentives, it get, gets up to about 38.6. Still That's less than 13. It was announced as that, right? Yeah. It was announced as 38.6 across three seasons, which is still less than $13 million APY, which puts him ninth, or excuse me, puts him 19th if you look at the year he's under contract now and the three new years at max value is four years for $41 million. It's 19th in interior defensive lineman pay in the NFL. Take it all day. Good player. So a lot of Dolphins fans are wringing their hands about Christian Wilkins because Ian Rappaport copy-pasted a text that got sent to him that the Dolphins tried for months and they couldn't come to agreement, so they moved on to Zach Sealer. Mike McDaniel said yesterday it's not the, – the moves are not dependent upon one another and that window's still open. Not that Miami couldn't franchise tag him if they wanted to to make sure that they have another year of roster control anyway. Um but you, you, from a negotiation standpoint, you've been working on trying to get a eighteen to twenty, twenty-one million dollar year contract done with Christian Wilkins for six to eight months. At some point, you got to make other moves, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You can't just sit there. Right. You, you can't let that negotiation take hostage your entire operations for making commitments to players. So that was for me. People were like, oh. It's, is Christian Wilkins going to get mad that Zach Sealer signed a contract before he did? Christian Wilkins had an eight-month head start. Right. He's too mad there's, that he didn't get the deal done. There's clearly a fundamental difference between how Christian and his camp, I believe he's represented by Mulligetta, uh, view him, and how what the Dolphins are prepared to pay based off of the questions that exist with lack of pass rush productivity at this stage in Christian Wilkins' career. He had three and a half sacks and seven quarterback hits last year. So what's interesting is the sealer contract has incentivized money because there, there's about a $3 million per year difference between the max value of the contract mm-hmm. and what the base value is of the contract. I would assume that is also in play for Christian Wilkins. And, and I would not be surprised if the discrepancies in that language is the holdup in the contract. I got a feeling Christian Wilkins is going to be a dolphin. All right. He's a foundational player of that roster, a culture guy. Every indication in the world is that he loves being there. They love having him there. Um, I think they're going to get to some common ground, but it's just, I don't know what you and I texted about this the other day. And it's like, it's just like the Trayvon Diggs extension in Dallas without with, with, with Zach Martin kind of unsettled and, you know, some of the thoughts out there. Well, what about Zach Martin? Well, I don't know. They both got done. It just the timing is not always chronologically how you feel it should go. But I don't know. Like I, I get that. Maybe me being a little bit removed from it emotionally can can kind of take that perspective and say Look, Christian Wilkins is not going to play for another team. It's just a matter of timing here, and I can I can understand the complications with the contract because you mentioned the the pass rush numbers haven't been there. But you and I have been talking about this for months that the pass rush numbers are going to be there in this defense and. He was more of a victim of 
how they chose to have him like set picks and stuff and playing the high volume of snaps. It's the dude's going to blow up this year. And I think that's what makes it really difficult because I think everyone kind of knows it. It's so, right. So it's, and it's different. Like Christian Wilkins is a top 12 pick, right? Zach Sealer is the seventh round pick that's had the scratch and claw for, for these moments. It's, it's just right. a different situation. Right. At case in point, Zach Sealer, I, I think probably, I would not be surprised if Zach Sealer left money on the table by not testing the market. Maybe so, but he gets, he, I, I, why wouldn't he love playing in Miami with Vic Fangio, the living in Miami, the tax, the no state income tax? Like, yep. There's what, a lot of layers to it. What's he, but, what's he going to go away? I mean, burden hands better than two in the bush, man. You know what I mean? The last thing you want to do is go out there and get hurt. You got a great deal right here for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Good for him, man. He's, I, I know it's like illegal for me to say good things about Dolphins players, but Zach Sealer is a good football player. Got a good contract and a great story, right? Fair Heck state, yeah. small school, yeah. seventh round pick. Earns a second contract, now wins a third with the team that picked him up off the waiver wires because he spent the first year on the practice squad and then got cut by the team that drafted it. Like, you love that. That's stuff. the NFL that's, story, man. That's what we love about doing this, man. This, these are the guys, right? Yeah, yeah. these are the guys. Pour one out for Ryan Jensen, real quick. I injured reserve, Dude. second year in a row. Hate that. Hate that doesn't that. sound. The 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 tweets from the insiders did not sound good on that. Man. That like this might be it for Ryan Jensen. They needed him too this year. Big time. Let me I'm gonna do the thing real quick as we get ready to sign off here because I know we're at the end of it. Uh Bucks. I want to make sure I get all of the first, second, and third year players that they have on this line mm. right in my head. Uh so Werfs, Filer, Hainsey, Mott, Godecki, Nick Leverett, Aaron Stinney, Justin Skule. And Matt Filer walked in there as the elder statesman. Matt Filer was not good last year either. No, he struggled big time. This, this is going to be a problem. You think what Hainsey goes to the center, probably starting center, Leverett, probably. Mott? guards go to key and worse your tackles i don't like that with baker mayfield as my quarterback and rashad white is my running back i think this team's got receivers this team's got defense i don't think they got an o-line or a quarterback but they do have tristan Wirfs, and the receivers are getting up there a little bit yeah we'll see it's gonna be a weird team this year yeah very unique situation so uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and we hope you keep your eyes on us. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. We appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll be back again tomorrow as we push closer to the start of the 2023 NFL season. Peace.